So this is a very different episode, a, a very special episode, not about drugs, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> but, but it could be if you want it to. Maybe maybe that's in the, the bonus segment. But How anyway, you we, to spend we, your time, listener, is up to you. That's right. You could do it. Uh, we won't tell you not to. <laughs> but yeah, so th- this episode is we're having our first ever guest on the show, Lisa Curry, my co-host Woo-hoo! over on Doom Scroll. Hello, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here. It is the end of the year, and we've got the various holidays upon us, and we're in the middle of all that. And so we're trying to do a not-so-newsy episode because even in this hellish moment that we live in, I think people still have some respect for that sort of thing, letting people relax over the holidays. So (laughs) uh, we're going to try not to talk too much about the news. (laughs) Yeah, well, see, that, that that's why we, we, we needed the alcohol this time. But it's 9 a.m., so I'm drinking coffee here. We're all just but, drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Originally, we were going to do this as a drinking episode, and then we changed it. But that's something to look eagerly forward to. That is right. That is right. Part of the holiday season is that it is winter solstice. It was winter solstice yesterday as of when we are recording And I always love to say to right-wing Christians that the season is the reason. (laughs) I'm so excited that we're now past winter solstice because I hate that it's dark out. And now I just start counting down the days to when it's lighter out. It just, once we're past that hump of the year, I I start to feel so much better. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, we're getting daylight back. I can't wait. From the moment the clocks go back. I start looking, counting the days to the 21st. Like it's, it's so, I I just, because I I live in a, like, I I genuinely find like the super, the short days, it really, it can get really grim when it's like dark outside at 4 p.m. So it makes like a, it makes like such a big difference. So Mm -hmm. yay, we've got nothing but longer (laughs) days ahead of us. That's right around the world so many cultures have these winter festivals of light because that is a natural human feeling to have to get tired of the days getting darker and and awful so yeah it's great and everybody loves to turn the corner in that so the season is is the reason (laughs) i loved i love spending that day at stonehenge normally it's really (laughs) gorgeous there have you actually been there, Kelly? No, no. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm like, you know, as you do. <laughs> no, I was looking at something the other day about like, um, like our, uh, it must have been like yesterday or maybe the day before, but just like our other people super excited too. And then I just saw like a million articles about people who gather at Stonehenge. And it, it's funny because it seems like every few years there's an, uh, another art, a study that comes out and says it was even older than we thought it was. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, th- there's just so much history there. And of course, it was pre-literary, so nobody really fully knows what they were doing with it. I actually have to tell you that when I think of Stonehenge, I think of Spinal Tap and and 
And literally the line, the Druids, no one knows who they were or what they were doing. That, that is immediately where my mind goes when I think of Stonehenge. And then the, the tiny replica that is, that they so bronze it makes me wonder, like, when a thousand years from now, if the Earth still exists, what people are going to think the bullshit we built is mm-hmm. if they just, like, attribute this extra special meaning to it. And it's, like, just some garbage somebody threw out or some ramshackle <laughs> house. And they're like, this this has a lot of sin- significance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, like, like yeah, wild a sewer- misinterpretations. A sewer plant was a, you know, religious festival church or something <laughs> sacred site <laughs> who knows <laughs> but i guess the other thing about this time of year is that so many musicians are out there hawking a christmas album and it is just incredible how many people over the decades have tried to do that and most of them are forgotten and i don't know there is something fun about attempts to make a new christmas song also like there's just so many bad ones out there. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people saw how much money Mariah Carey makes a year. She makes something like $20 million a year just off of All I Want for Christmas. And it's like, I'll write a fucking Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else can even sing it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but like every band you know has has a Christmas song. I mean, because Chris, Christmas album versus Christmas song is a really different thing, right? Like a, mm-hmm. a whole album. Most bands are not going to write 10 to 12 songs yeah. about <laughs> the holiday season, but they will crank out one song. And mm-hmm. if you can get that, well, people make Christmas songs because they sell and you don't have to like Beach House has a Christmas song. Well, I mean, the Kinks have a Christmas song, obviously. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a popular one. There's just like, God, I, I have a, I, I actually, I can't believe I didn't look at this before we got on, but like, I have, I have a Christmas lit song list. Mm-hmm. Little known thing about me. I actually have a Christmas song list that I keep every year and just add to. I think I've had it for like four years. It's like 40 hours of songs because there's that many Christmas songs out there. And like, every weird obscure band that you only like their one dutch print that they did in 1976 like they have a christmas song because they sell (laughs) they might sell sell nothing else but they sell because once a year Mm -hmm. everyone goes crazy for it and and they want something different like i mean i will i mean i'll I'll say generally i personally do not like any of the newer ones just because (laughs) I don't know. I what counts as yeah. new to you? What, where do you start the new era? Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I would say, hell, honestly, anything after like the 70s. <laughs> okay. No, no, because yeah, that's uh, like, I, I I'd say, say like, Andy I, Williams is my breaking point, basically. <laughs> or, the, or, or so this is Christmas. <laughs> I mean, I uh, think that's totally reasonable. Like I think of, because I feel like Christmas is full of standards or things that have become yeah. standards, right? And mm-hmm. so like, I, there's a huge gap to me between Mariah Carey and... Donny Hathaway or something like those feel like mm-hmm. very different songs to me. Like, yeah, I think of that a lot of stuff is like new and I don't know a lot of the new ones. Like I just saw that Ryan Gosling put out 
Ryan Gosling and <laughs> I saw the look on your face. Wait till you see where this is going. Because <laughs> it gets better. Ryan Gosling with Mark Ronson took his Kin song, I'm Just Kin, from the Barbie soundtrack and they did mm-hmm. a Christmas version of it. I mean, they did an entire EP, but there's a Christmas version that they just <laughs> released. And like, I'm sure that will do great because that song apparently was like the biggest song on the barbie soundtrack sure yeah but it's like yet another chance that they can milk the barbie pr machine like the inner Mm -hmm. the intersection of barbie pr and christmas it's like the world might as well (laughs) like it's that's just dollar signs all the way around well hell yeah that's like the intersection of Hulk Hogan and the Evangelicals, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is why he, he went over there now. Actually, can you give both me and the listeners sort of the down low on that? He just announced he's born again or something. Is that? Yeah. So he, he posted on Twitter because, of course, that he, he posted photos from his baptism and his, I guess, current wife. And who knows what number that is right now for him. (laughs) And so he was like, yeah, I've got nothing but love in my heart because I joined here for Jesus or whatever the hell it was. And it's just like, I'm just like, when I saw that, I was like, my reaction was the people who think wrestling is real are the perfect marks for this. Yeah. (laughs) Because there are the same people that think Donald Trump is a Christian because there's like, there is a a triangulation that absolutely happens between WWE, Donald Trump, and Christianity. Yeah, and Christianity. <laughs> and then maybe even it's a three-dimensional one because like Peter Thiel would be there as well because of his relationship to Hulk Hogan and then his Well, he's also yeah, he and he actually is some kind of very bizarre Christian, also, actually, believe it or not. Really? Peter I Thiel did is. not know that. He's like a transhumanist Christian. Perfect. Perfect. Kelly, I don't know if I, I don't think I said this on the episode you were on with us, but Matt, I believe I told you, uh, a friend of mine used to write for WWE and he said when Trump was in office, Vince McMahon, they'd be having writing meetings till four or five in the morning because he's a lunatic and he'd be like in and out of the room and keeping them all night. And he would get calls at like literally 4 a.m. And he'd excuse himself. He'd be like, I got to step out of the room and take this. It's the president calling for advice. And I'm like, <laughs> that's who was leading the country? Yeah. It's McMahon. <laughs> we live in super makes- on brand and, and still terrifying at the same time. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like every new thing is like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of sense, but it's also fucked. incredibly fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, although now going back to Christmas albums, though, Kelly, you have your own little story in that regard. Oh, uh, I mean, my story is just very small. It's that our band manager was like, you guys have to write a Christmas song because everyone <laughs> because like, th- I mean, this is how I found out. I'd never thought very much about Christmas songs. And he was just like, you got to write a Christmas song because Christmas songs sell like that's that's a guaranteed seller. And, and we never, we never wrote the Christmas song. You right. never did it, huh? We never did it. And, and maybe that's why that band isn't, and isn't together anymore. 
<laughs> that was it, Kelly. That was the one reason. <laughs> well, okay. So you guys, did you put any effort into it, or you guys just blew him off? Yeah. We, or I like, think that we, t- I think that we had a session once actually to sort of like sit down and do it, and we didn't hammer out anything that was good, and we just never revisited it. Because you're writing other stuff, and so it was very low yeah. priority for us. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Have you have you ever seen the full lyrics of Jingle Bells? There, the there. One of the lyrics is know. that that they were so that they're on the sleigh, and they and then they fall down into a ditch, and mm-hmm. and and it's just like this awful poetic license, and it was like, and then we got upsot. <laughs> that, that is in the lyrics of Jingle Bells because it's rhyming with God. I forget what the the word it rhymes with, but no, it's just like nobody ever gets to that part in most renditions of the song. <laughs> Wait, what what verse is this? It's like way okay. down, like second or third verse or something. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I'm gonna have to look it up. Here. Let's see. You know where I thought you were going was that Jingle Bells. So, Oh Holy Night has an entire. Mm-hmm sort of history related to opposition to slavery and blah 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 and then there is a sort of myth myth about or, or it's 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 possibly apocryphal it's unclear but this i that it was actually written by a people have interpreted it there was a while where people were like don't listen to jingle bells it has this uh, sort of racist history and I had to do some digging because I, because I was writing about Oh Holy Night and wanted to compare mm-hmm. them. And it's a whole mm-hmm. rabbit hole thing. Actually, don't leave that in. But that's where I thought you were going. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it's... it's And then I, I just typed it in on Google. And Mental Floss tells me that upset is the past tense of upset. Um. <laughs> I mean, I feel like older songs, especially the holiday songs, they're they're either making up words or they're pulling out the most archaic words just yeah. to add force in whimsy anywhere they can. <laughs> hey, well, that's <laughs> what Christmas is all about, right? <laughs> maybe, Kelly, um, maybe that's what they we need to do. We, because I'm including myself in this, in the Christmas songwriting process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look for the oldest words we can find, put it to a tune. I mean, I'm open to it. My one of my favorite Forsooth. Christmas songs is the uh, <laughs> Christmas wrapping, the that waitress's song that like Merry oh, Christmas, Merry Christmas. Oh, I love that one. So that oh. I love that fucking song, and I'm so happy that it's like as like poor the waitresses like they had like kind of. They like consider this one. You wonder, but that song I feel like has become a Christmas Christmas standard, and I feel like we need more mm. of those kind of like newer new wavy christmas songs this is the yeah. international sample for new wave by the way i have no idea why i did that <laughs> yeah we need more songs that are like an indisputable bop something you can actually move to like it's just not, like, also not depressing it involves like some some keyboard and some some sleigh bells and some upbeat rhythms and yeah. some archaic language like how throw it all in there. All right, so Lisa's gonna get right on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After you're done with your tour. After you're done with your tour, I'm sure you will have plenty of energy for that. <laughs> well, there is another cultural aspect here of Christmas, and that is that Hallmark 
the Hallmark Channel, which, of course, as everybody knows, turns out a bajillion movies every year of various romantic comedies. And I use the word loosely, comedy, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> Um, by the way, have you guys ever noticed that when they have the like the the film poster of those things that the woman always has red and the man wears green? Have you ever noticed that? It's, I've never noticed that. Mm, I have not. It, is it just because women don't like to wear green? I don't see a lot of women wearing green a lot. Do you? Oh, I like to wear green. Okay. I mean, I'm wearing so red you... right now. So that kind of... <laughs> 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 it's a giant red sweater. I'm like, no, I love... I prefer... I love green as I wear red. <laughs> yeah, I haven't noticed that. But when we were in the midst of the writer's strike, I was on the line with a uh, guy who writes Hallmark movies. And he, I believe he said they're like a 12 act structure. Like they sound way harder to write within the confines of what Hallmark requires than I thought. And he also said it's mandatory that they have a Christian theme to it. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, was that when? How recently had he worked there? Because they actually have gone. It's through been a little while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because no, I was going to say because it's something Hallmark. The the right wing is actually losing their shit about Hallmark because of course, right? And because recently it's okay, Hallmark in a why <laughs> because they hate America and basically Hallmark under a lot of pressure because Christmas is as I think everybody should know by now, remarkably gay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. There, there is um, a phrase, camp is Christmas, which is, that's, it's based on that idea. Yeah. And so they were, people were, uh, so basically a lot of the audience of Hallmark is gay and they like the campiness of, you know, the movies and whatnot. And so they're like, how come you guys never have any gay character stories and so and hallmark was like okay fine and so they did and actually they have rolled out several gay and lesbian stories on their channel recently just very recently and the right wing got totally upset and decided that hallmark was ending america uh by having some gay and lesbian love stories on their channel so they literally went and started their own channel that was it is basically an anti-gay Hallmark ripoff, and and of course the name of it is like the the perfect MAGA name for here. I want to actually pull it off here. Okay, yeah. So it's called the name of the rival channel is called Great American Family, <laughs> um, and the basically the the creative director of the channel is Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, that super, super makes sense. There we go. Yeah, Kirk Cameron's sister and DJ from Full House. And so, yeah, they basically have been trying to do their own thing. And incredibly enough, it's not working, believe it or not. Like, you would think, yeah, you would think that, yeah. I mean, the audience of Hallmark, yeah, I guess it's stereotypically people think of it as like your grandmother's channel. Uh, <laughs> but as a matter of fact, at least this time of year, the latter months of the year, they actually get because a lot of people who don't normally watch it are tuning in mm -hmm. and so when they debuted their first gay christmas film it actually got two million viewers to watch it on 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 its premiere 
And then meanwhile, over on Great American Family, they had 294. <laughs> Great American Family. It's just so, <laughs> so ham fisted. It's like, oh, yeah. It, yeah. It really is. So it's a nice thing to say, I have to say, especially with all this bullshit anti woke hysteria yeah. that mm-hmm. the right wing is shoving on companies. Just uh, as everybody knows, corporations don't give a fuck about left wing politics. They are just trying to go where the audience is. And most people don't hate gay people (laughs) now. And so it's just, it's nice to see. It is nice to see that they they did it and the world didn't end for them. (laughs) What's so crazy to me about these groups is I'm like, I understand. I can understand being like, well, I'm Christian and I want to make content with Christian themes because I don't believe in God and I'm, I wouldn't be making something with Christian themes myself, but to do it as a reaction to other people or as like, well, we want to make sure it's anti this other thing. It's like, get a fucking life. I can't get a hobby. What is with everyone? Just do what makes you happy and don't worry about being an asshole to other people that are just living. It's yeah. I, I, I feel like when when you mentioned that Candace Cameron was behind this whole enterprise, I actually, for like a, a nanosecond, I, I thought I had a memory of her in recent years being in a kind of a Hallmark style movie, but having some qualms about how far it went in terms of sexuality or something. It makes me wonder if that was like the motivating thing for her. Yeah, I think it was that she didn't like that they had announced that they were doing gay characters. I think that was it. It was a few years ago. And thankfully, her little controversies don't attract a lot of attention. I'm glad for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and plus, everybody always liked Michelle better on Full House anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's also... Wait, and, Michelle, yeah. wait. What, that was the that was the, the Olsen right? Twins. Yeah. What was Stephanie? Fuck, why am jo- I forget blanking on her name right Jody. now? Jody. Jody. Fuck. She's, she's lovely. I don't, like, as a person now, she's been on a couple of my friends' podcasts. And mm-hmm. she's really politically active and progressive. And yes. I think she so got Jody arrested Sweeten. recently. Yes, she got yeah. arrested recently for protesting in LA. I can't remember which mm. thing it was, but she seems cool as hell. My siblings and I, we always used, to, we actually got like inspired by the Michelle character. And like, we'd always make my baby brother and sister say things as well. <laughs> uh, zany things. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun though. Yeah, we, yeah, that was, because in my family, TV was a, a shared affair that yeah, we, had same. Only, we had only one set and 10 mm-hmm. people. So TV That's was a, a negotiation. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> it was so much a negotiation in my house. It was whatever my dad felt like watching. So we would, it's funny. Cause I missed out. Like uh, there's a lot of ways where I just don't relate to my peers as far as pop culture goes. Cause I'm like, I watched full house here and there, but as soon as my dad comes home, he didn't want to watch full house. So we would be watching like Zorro. <laughs> and, right. Wait, from the and I'm like, 40s? Or yeah. Something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all ever seen Zorro? You can, you all caught up? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> They're watching, my friends are watching fucking How about Rugrats. Gunsmoke? 
With so much gun smoke. So much gun smoke. <laughs> I, I, my my dad still watches. There's a channel that just plays gun smoke 24-7. I, I, I don't know if it's just like standard cable in Florida, but my dad will switch between <laughs> that and then the, the Turner Classic movies for cowboy movies. And that's that's all. That's all he watches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's better than Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's that or MSNBC. And my mom voted for Trump the first time around. So their relationship is my mom sitting at her desk doing work uh, while my dad shouts across the room. This is why you voted for. Look at what you voted for. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Was he an avid MSNBC watcher before 2016? He and he reads the paper every day and he's he's pretty progressive like he he was a Bernie supporter, but even he was begrudgingly a Bernie supporter because he he was like all of the candidates are too old. We can't the country can't move forward with the people that are this old. This is fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a weekend at Bernie's president. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you find wow, your. Your, how'd your Google search go, Kelly? Oh, I, it's, I think it was in 2022. I mean, it was just that, that she said that she didn't like that there were these LGBTQ-themed mm-hmm. holiday movies. And I guess that's just, she's driven by pure hatred. <laughs> do people know so, that it's free yeah. to shut the fuck up? I mean, do they have any idea? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. Like, you don't have to opine on, yeah, I mean... I, I am really surprised to hear, though, that it's not doing well. It sounds like the kind of thing that would just, especially right now, just go gangbusters because of just how frothing at the mouth they are, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's really surprising to hear it's not a big hit. Yeah, well, yeah. hopefully not. But that does that does take us to our next topic, though, which is <laughs> that Dennis Prager, the loathsome radio host behind the PragerU propaganda videos and his own syndicated talk show. Every year he comes out with a column basically trying to shame young adults for not wanting to be around their disturbed MAGA relatives. Like Dennis Prager's entire shtick is just constant complaining like he literally mm-hmm. cannot do a, a sentence without whining about something everything he does is whining <laughs> and like i have i, I have a, a friend who works in comment well i guess uh, not anymore but i he was my friend and then he mm-hmm. started listening to dennis prager and like his mind just got sucked out and what he worked in comedy someone. yeah and he oh, worked boy. in comedy um now and, i'm curious like, too <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you after. So like oh, he, he, so, yeah. so he was kind of like a moderate Republican, but then he started listening to Dennis Prager and just like he became a zombie. Um, this is the thing. My but, mom was like really progressive when my parents first got married and then she started listening to Rush Limbaugh. And that was that was it. Because it's mm. like I think these people make people they make dumb people feel like I have. I am in the know on something that people aren't. People are not paying attention to this. 